2: And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala.
3: Well, you made it, folks. Friday, 6.05. You're heading home. You're making dinner. Oh, and we're reflecting on the week. Think about where the week started. It was uh, We were back here on Monday and talking about those wild uh, football games that had taken place on Sunday night. And uh, the whole week that has gone by and, you know, trying to keep it positive here on a Friday night, a little rough um, to do that. Um, We'll try to end like that. But right now, obviously, it would be a little disingenuous not to acknowledge what took place today in the city of New York. But if you want to look at the positive of this tragedy, um, unless you saw it with your own eyes, the turnout today for now detective detective jason's funeral was uh, it's indescribable indescribable the uh, the amount of the mass human beings that were there and you know and and wasn't just police i mean it was police from all over the place i mean all over the place um and i'll tell you my experience in a second but it was, you know, canine police and all different kinds of police. And, and uh, but there were so many civilians. And, uh, you know, that's that's being New York. That's coming together as New York. And, you know, Mario, uh, no, Mario Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, when he in the, the, the depths and the darkness of the coronavirus before anyone ever heard the term COVID-19 and it was just a coronavirus Speaking of late March of 2020, in the first days of April of 2020, you know he said we're New York strong, and today and this whole week, but especially today, and then I, I'm I'm sure next Tuesday for Detective who well, soon to be Detective Mora, uh, will be New York strong. And you know when Ad- Eric Adams was campaigning, and we talked about the the tragedies of September 11th, and he says you know of course I always pray for those people, but when I think of September 11th, I- I- Obviously, after upon reflection of, of September 11th, I think of September 12th, and how New York bounced back, and how we came back, and how we helped each other. And that's so true. Um, anyone who knows me, you know, knows I, I I lost like a piece of my body. The guy who taught me how to drive a car taught me how to drive stick shift. He had a girlfriend before I did and taught me everything about girls and and tons of other things. Joe Hassan. And, you know, I lost him on September 11th. But on September 12th and 13th and 14th, you know, we were we were all together at his wife's apartment with his three month old son. Uh, And on that Friday night, I remember I called one of our classmates from Poly Prep and said, we're going to be at at Paulette's house. That's Joe's mom tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Fifty people showed up. I called one person. Fifty people showed up. Now you think about how you know extrapolate that now twenty years later, with this this poor he's a kid he's twenty two years old twenty two years old. All joking aside, like I literally have clothes that I wear that are old that are older than twenty two years. This poor Kai and his wife today, and we'll hear a couple of words that she said. The tragedy and and the heartbreak, and you know what a promising life and a promising future just struck down. And there's nothing you could do, right? You can't bring him back. But as New Yorkers, we we gathered around and we showed, obviously, his family. But we showed the world. Let me tell you something. The video from today, the photographs from today, will be shown all over the world. And that's so important. Because think about it, folks. There are police officers who get killed in different countries all over the world. I want you to think, I want you to think about any time you've seen in our local papers, on our local news, tens of thousands of people turning out for a funeral for a police officer killed somewhere in another country. Or how about this, even in another state. So if there's any positive to take out of this... It's to show what we are as New Yorkers, and you should be proud. You should be proud of our city today and how we turned out to support the victims of a tragedy. So here was my situation. I had a, I had something I had to attend to, a personal family member. Everything is fine, and I really wanted to go to the funeral. And through the Ramos Foundation, you heard Maritza yesterday and the, the president, who I'm very close with, you know they they said look Arthur we'll we'll get you right in the church you know you've done so much for all of us they have a whole row for the Ramos family you know you'll just sit with us and i couldn't make it and and there was a part of me that i was really really upset about that and my the lawyers in my firm my partners they were all taking photographs cuz my office on 45th street and 6th avenue it, there were people lined up like when i say lined up i don't mean on the on the sidewalk the full the streets were packed on my office on 45th and 6th, going down to 44th Street, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Cathedral is on 50th Street. So there was five blocks full, packed, 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 with with police officers in the street, and then the civilians were on the sidewalk, almost like if you would envision a parade. And they're, they're sending me these pictures, and there's this huge American flag, like huge, like, you know, I don't know, 10 feet by 16 feet, draped across 5th Avenue, and you know i i was like darn i should be there i should be there but i definitely should have been where i was today um so i have i have no regrets but this is why i believe in god because as i am heading back to uh back to brooklyn on the fdr traffic southbound starts slowing down and i look over and i say hmm there's no cars coming northbound and guess who came and i and i was able to say goodbye much in a much more intimate way than I would have had I been in church because all of a sudden I saw the first motorcycle and then the second and then the eighth and then the 12th and then the 20th and then the 30th and then the 40th. And they're not NYP. I don't NYPD can never have this many motorcycles. And I just could see uh, Hartford, Connecticut and uh, different ta- state uh, towns in New Jersey. And it just uh, and I, I said, I go oh, this is it. This is it. So I, I moved over into the left lane where every, the traffic stopped. I roll down my window. Of course, like everyone else does, I turned on my camera, and I'll post it on my Facebook page later. And I can see in the in the water, because we're on the FDR, they're heading now north. It's the motorcade. It's Detective Jason's motorcade. And I'm like, here he comes. Here he comes. And in the water is the FDNY uh, boat with all the water shooting out of it. And there's helicopters overhead, and they're taking him to his final place of rest. And sure enough, then I see, after all the motorcycles go by, then the Highway 2 and Highway 1 cars, police cars come by, or the marked police cars come by. And then there were, I think, three, maybe four flower cars, and there was Jason with the Riverdale sign in the window of the hearse and of course I made the sign of the cross. I took off I was wearing a baseball hat in my in my car I took off my hat I made the sign of a cross I I, I said an our father and I said you know Jason rest in peace rest in peace my man and you know then there's the two cars behind them were obviously had his family and then I saw the whole motorcade behind me and I mean I was 15 feet away from the car I mean think about it many of you have traveled on the FDR I'm on the far left lane uh, heading south and they're in the middle lane, heading north and I was happy for me. I'm going to sound very, very, very selfish, because I was sad. I felt like I was missing something that I wasn't there to pay my respects uh, to someone who gave his a kid, a kid who gave his his life for us. And I got to say, you know, I got to at least say goodbye to him um, and say a prayer for him. Um, I thought that his, I thought that the police commissioner today um, was outstanding in the in the way she uh, conducted. The ceremonies and, and her, her speech, I, I think she may have uh, showed up the mayor a little bit in terms of, you know, I mean, we're so used to hearing Eric Adams. This is her first big uh, introduction, in my opinion, to the world, because this was broadcast by the world. Um, Matt, give me cut one, please.
4: We may not match the sacrifice made by Jason, but we can try to match his incredible sense of service. We may not match his courage, but we can try to match his passion as a city and as a police department, we owe all these things to Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora. We owe it to their families for their sacrifice.
3: And you know, there's, there's not much we could do. I mean, if you heard last night's interview with Maritza Ramos, whose husband was executed and she spoke about Frank Silla and the tunnels to tower foundation, you know, I give Frank money. I, I give him $11 every month. Uh, many of my friends, you know, support him. And, you know, he came through. I think she said he came up the next day and said, you know, you're in good shape. Don't worry about it. We got you back. And they totally had the Ramos Foundation's back. And I'd be shocked if Frank hasn't already stepped up and stepped up to the plate to, to help out um, the, the, the bride. You know, according to Emily Post, you're a newlywed for two years. This poor woman didn't even get to six months. They got married in October. It's like twelve, fourteen weeks ago. When we come back we're gonna we're gonna play a quick cut from her because um, she spoke, and you know she brought down the house and she had tears in everyone's eyes and mm, I don't know, maybe maybe not a little surprisingly. She got a little political. Um, but it was a horrible day for New York folks, but it was a great day for New York. It was a great day for who we are and those around us in Connecticut and New Jersey and how we all support each other and how we're all there for each other. So we're going to hear from, um, from Monique when we come back. You know, the other day I was talking to you about, um, a school teacher, um, who we lost at 51 years old in a car accident and she was a pedestrian and two day the day after that um, my partner Imran uh literally we almost lost him uh, as a pedestrian in a car accident the school teacher was a pedestrian Imran was a pedestrian they both people in their you know middle parts of life with with families and children and uh it just shows you folks like you know it, it, obviously the detective who got killed rivera you know he was kind of in a dangerous situation and obviously anyone who is a police officer or a firefighter or, fire or a correction officer or a sanitation worker or a post post person i don't know name, post man, post woman, you suppose postman postwoman you got to have a will you got to have a a trust if you if you have some assets that you want to go in a very specific place in a specific way you want to have a trust you want to have a healthcare proxy which means if i can't speak for myself i want my brother my cousin my sister my friend to speak for me you got to have a living will what's a living will a living will means you tell someone if you are whether you get what's called a DNR do not resuscitate or to resuscitate so uh, you may be at a point in your life you say hey listen mom dad or or my kids if i'm a vegetable you know don't put me on on the the feeding tube don't put me on the, the don't stick the tube down my my throat to make me breathe those are not things you should go download on the internet and do yourself. You have to go to qualified lawyers, lawyers who have been doing this for 40 years, 40 years. Imran almost got hit by the car the other day. He was four years old when Mike Connors became a lawyer. So if you need to talk to someone about a will, about a healthcare proxy, about a living will, about a power of attorney. A power of attorney is only good while you're alive. Once you die, the power of attorney dies with you. But if you're alive, but you can't go to the bank and you can't access certain records, the person who you gave your power of attorney goes to a notary, gets it enacted, and then you could use that like you're the, the the power. The person who gave the power to can use it like they are you. Connors and Sullivan, 718-238-6500. Connors and Sullivan, they're a law firm 40 years, know what they're doing, they'll set you up, you'll walk in, you'll meet with a lawyer, you'll walk out with the peace of mind that if anything happens to you, the way it happened to that poor 51-year-old school teacher of kindergarten students, you know your family will be covered. Connors and Sullivan, 718-238-6500, and you will get a free in-person consultation with a lawyer.
2: Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Visit Mitsubishi Freehold today. Freeholdmitsubishi.com. That's freeholdmitsubishi.com or call (laughs) 732-863-2788.
3: one girl who got everyone going today was dominique i think i said her name was monique i apologize um dominique was is the bride of now detective rivera and um let's just listen to one of the things she had to say in clip seven when she spoke today uh to the packed house at saint patrick's cathedral
5: we used to share locations And find my iPhone, and when I check yours, I see that you're at Harlem Hospital. I thought maybe you were sitting on a perp, but still, nothing. I called, and then called again, and then called one more time. And this time, I felt something wasn't right. I messaged P.O. David and Joe, because I knew they were your friends from the 3-2. And I get no response. Then I get a call asking if I'm Jason's wife. And then I had to rush to the hospital. Walking up those steps, seeing everybody staring at me, was the scariest moment I've experienced. Nobody was telling me anything. Thousands of people were surrounding me. And yet I felt alone. I couldn't believe you left me.
3: Wow. Um, you know, <laughs> if that doesn't rip your heart out. And you heard Maritza Ramos last night talk about her experience. You know, she, her husband left that morning and everything was fine, and we'll see you tonight, and the boys will see you tonight. And then they just showed up at the door. She didn't even get a phone call, um, you know, because there was a little while, I think, that they didn't know what was going to happen with Detective Rivera, whether he was going to make it or not make it with Rafael Ramos. He was immediately, uh, declared dead. Um, and I mean, obviously, that, I mean, that took the breath out of the wind out of me right now. But then she continued to speak, and I think she made things, I know she made things very uncomfortable for uh, some of the politicians in the room.
5: The system continues to fail us. We are not safe anymore. Not even the members of the service. I know you were tired of these laws especially the ones from the new D.A. I hope he's watching you speak through me right now.
3: <laughs> well, I know, I know that uh, the governor, Governor Hochul, is supposed to be meeting with Alvin Bragg right now or earlier today. I, I doubt they're meeting at 622 on a Friday. But um, no matter what she says to the governor, I'm sorry, whatever, no matter what the governor says to him cuz she's not going to do anything drastic. The what Dominique just said and then the round of applause from all of those New Yorkers in the room. If Alvin Bragg doesn't get the message, he never will and he will. I'm not here to to, you know, stand up for him. I don't really know him. I've met him a couple of times. He tried he had cases with my dad. Um, but I have been in the room with John Katsimatidis when Alvin Bragg has addressed the room and, you know, no matter what you say, he's not an idiot, okay? He's not an idiot, he's not a moron. Okay, He he, he may have different ways of thinking about things. Uh, you may 100% disagree with him, but people I consider idiots and morons uh, don't usually go to Harvard and, and work in the United States Attorney's Office and work in the Attorney General's Office as a supervisor. Those aren't really jobs that... People that the Webster Dictionary definition of idiots and morons really fulfill. You may say he's got horrible judgment. You may say you totally disagree with his philosophy. But I have enough faith in who he is as a human being. And again, I, he's not my guy. He's not my friend, unlike other people I talk about on this show. When he's sitting there and he's hearing... First of all, the first clip of of the, the horrible sadness of Dominique, and then he hears that round of applause when he's personally attacked. I mean, of everyone in that room, there's thousands of people. There's tens of thousands of people on the streets. There's millions of people watching. She doesn't call out Biden. She doesn't call out the, the United States Senate or the United States Supreme Court or the bail reform laws or the judges. She specifically targets the Manhattan District Attorney You know, folks, that's got to have a tremendous effect on what he's thinking and how his office is going to proceed. And here's why Hochul's not going to remove him. He hasn't done anything yet. In other words, there's that one case that we covered of a robbery where they reduced it, of a store, where they reduced it from a felony to a misdemeanor. Let's watch over the next couple of weeks if that happens again. And look, if it does happen again, then action will be taken. But... A a governor is not going to take such a drastic step as removing somebody who's been elected to office after that person's in office, what is it, 27 days. Yeah, he's got to do some, at least some more crazy stuff before she is going to take those drastic steps. Um, I will, on some out of a similar topic, I will tell you, I did get called to the carpet today, allegedly, a very good friend of mine. His name is Jimmy Campbell. His his nickname is The Hammer, but he just goes by Hammer. He calls me Hammer. I call him Hammer. So he sends me this text today and he basically accused me in a loving way of being a a politician and not a real New Yorker. And he wants to know what happened to Brooklyn Strong because I was giving a hard time yesterday to President Biden about saying his next uh, Supreme Court justice nominee will be a african-american woman and what hammer said to me was how come you didn't call out biden for saying his police commissioner or or, or, or different people in his administration are going to fit into a certain gender and certain race and i'm sorry his president i've listen to me mayor adams how come i'm not calling out mayor adams that what he was saying i'm going to I'm gonna have a particular gender or race for this office or that office. So I went back today. I'm like, all right, Campbell's calling me out. I, I wrote him right back. I go, okay, you're right. Let me let me address it. So here I am. I'm standing up to the microphone. But I went back and after doing a little bit of research, uh, after he won the primary, but before he won the general election, on um in in 2021, I believe it was after he won the primary. He said, Adams said uh, he's going to hire the first female police commissioner. Quote, when I sat down and communicated with these potential commissioners, I wanted to know their stories. I wanted their narratives, who they are as people. However, Adams refused to identify if they were people of color. So there is a big difference, in my opinion, by of saying I want to I, I would like to uh, hire someone for a particular position who is a male or a female Versus being taking that extra step of specificity and saying it is I'm going to hire someone of a certain race. Um, I do get the overall concept because I was arguing that, you know, we should look at whoever is best for the position and take it from there, male or female. Um, But it was not an exact, you know, apples to apples. The uh, mayor elect uh, did not say, no, I I want an African-American woman the way the president of the United States has. So, Hammer, you know, you're a little right, but you're not 100% right. And I'm still Brooklyn strong. Uh, this week coming up, the president of the United States is coming to town. That's, you know, that's no big deal. And he's going to sit down with the mayor of the city of New York. That is a, that's, that's a huge deal. When I say the president's coming to the state, it's no big deal. It's a huge deal. I mean, the president comes to, the United, to, to New York to go to the U.N., to go to a Broadway show, Maybe to go to some, you know, fundraiser. But I don't think Barack Obama ever came into City Hall and sat down. I I don't have a recollection. Obviously, George W. Bush came with Rudy Giuliani uh, around September 11th or several times. But this is big. And as I said yesterday, I hope the President of the United States is coming with a big check and saying to the mayor, look, I know the, the place that your city has not in, our, in, our, in your state or in our country, but in the world. New York is the center of the world. And I'm here to support you, Mayor Adams. And in case you haven't picked up on it in the last three weeks that I've been behind the macro, microphone, I'm supporting Mayor Adams as well.
4: I'm Lou Dobbs. Airlines bracing for huge cancellations this weekend. New York City payroll law could cripple hiring. Wall Street turns higher in late trading. Those stories next. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for
0: health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian health care sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now. And they love it. In fact, MediShare has doubled the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now, 877-64-BIBLE. That's 877-64-BIBLE. 877-64-BIBLE.
4: If you're planning air travel tonight or tomorrow, the airlines are warning there's a good chance of a powerful winter storm that will delay or cancel your flight. On Wall Street, stocks rose in afternoon trading, many shares trimming losses from earlier this week. At the closing bell, stocks had moved higher. The Dow Jones Industrials now in the green after three weeks of losses. The Industrials average up 564 points today. In another myopic and frighteningly dumb move by the City Council of New York, a new law will go into effect, soon requiring employers at every New York City company to disclose minimum and maximum salaries for every job being posted. Only employers with fewer than four employees will be exempt from disclosing their wage scales to applicants and their business competitors. Join me again Monday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
2: Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like Mitsubishi's 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-2788.
1: News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. Cloudy skies, 32 degrees on this Friday evening, the calm before the storm here in New York City. What's going on? We have the answer. While an incoming major is expect to have a big impact on train service, MTA officials are planning on shutting down service to the LIRR early tomorrow morning, and there'll be service changes to Metro North train lines. The MTA expects possible changes to subway lines that run above ground. New Jersey Transit says they will be keeping things moving as long as possible as the winter storm comes in tonight. Officials say services will operate on a regular weekday schedule today and a regular weekend schedule tomorrow for as long as weather conditions safely permit. However, authorities say customers should expect delays, detours and potential service cancellations when conditions intensify. And as the snowstorm moves into New Jersey, Governor Murphy is warning the Garden State residents about dangerous winds that could cause some power outages. Liz Warner has more.
0: With all New Jersey power companies now on high alert, the governor pointed out the storm winds that knock out power can also be hazardous to utility crews.
1: If it's over 40 miles an hour, they're not going up, nor should they. And as much as we want to get your power back on, that's putting their uh, health and safety at risk.
0: Plus, given the frigid temperatures predicted this weekend, Governor Murphy also reminded residents who may lose power during the storm that there are warming stations throughout the state. They can access locations at nj211.org. Liz Warner, NBC News Radio, New York.
1: Thank you, Liz. Take a look at the traffic outbound GW Bridge. Upper level, mid-span. Looks like a stalled truck. The right two lanes are out of service. Grab the lower level if you can. Outbound Holland Tunnel, a 20-30 to minute delay. Lincoln Tunnel, 15, back to New Jersey. Snow has moved into the southern parts of New Jersey. It's made its way up towards Ocean County. It'll reach the city by 8 or 9 tonight. Eventually 6 to 12 inches likely in the city with higher amounts across Long Island and the Jersey Shore. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer.
2: We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala.
3: And we're only started up thanks to Mike Esposito and the folks at Platinum Mitsubishi. That's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. When Jerry Crowley, the general manager of AM 970 The Answer, uh, called me about this possibility uh, the next call was to Mike Esposito at Platinum Mitsubishi, and I, we said, look, we don't know if there's going to be one person listening or a ton. Well, according to Michael today, his inventory has disappeared so quickly that Mitsubishi, the mother company, is sending him I think 16 or 20 uh, of their highest end Outlander SELs, which is the the uh, best best SUV that they have, which is gorgeous. It's not like... Uh, It's not what you would expect, trust me. My next-door neighbor just bought one, and they used to have, I think, a BMW. So uh, platinum-mitsubishi.com, 732-863-2788. And if you don't want a brand-new car, if you're looking for something used, they could definitely take care of that as well. If you don't know what you want, they'll help you figure out what you want. And if you do know what you want, they'll find it. Don't worry about your credit. I spoke to another one of the managers over there, Gerard Contessa. He said he'll co-sign on your finance just to make sure, on your credit app, just to make sure you get financing. Of course, that's a joke, but every time I get to give Gerard a hard time, I'd love to do so. So thank you, Platinum Mitsubishi. We are going to get some snow there is a state of emergency. Don't you have any sound effects for that, Massimiliano? State of emergency. No. I mean, give me a breaking news, something like that. Don't you have a, a snow state of emergency? What do we got?
0: This is an AM nine seventy. The answer: breaking
3: news alert. All right. So there's a state of emergency. It's snow. It's going to be snow. I mean, obviously we don't want anyone to get hurt. But I get kind of excited when it's um when it's going to snow. Not kind of like really excited. Um. I have a five-year-old, but I feel like a five-year-old. Like when I mean, I am I'm, I'm ready to go. I got the snow pants, I got the shovel, the whole. Other. My dad did just the coolest thing last year. Really, really, really. I mean, he does a lot of cool things, but he. My parents are very nostalgic and sentimental. He pulled out my speedway sled that I got for Christmas that. I don't even know. Maybe I was eight, nine, 10. And not only did he pull it out from like the furnace room, but he like waxed the railings. Uh, what, what do you call those things? The, the you know, you're too young. Man. You're too young to know the, what, what's on the sled. Someone's going to remind me or text me I about it. Know. There's two pieces of metal that go on the ice. Okay. You guys are used to plastic, right? What kind of sled did you have?
0: Yeah, I had plastic yeah, plastic, I plastic, right? The sled I had was a cardboard box.
3: Oh well, okay. So uh, the sled I had when I was in college was the the um, the tray in the cafeteria. Okay. Which Oops, was basically a piece of plastic, too. you put your butt on it and you go down. I was you go uh, down the hill in Dyker Park. Uh, yeah, okay, Dyker <laughs> Park, Shore Road Park. So he busted out my dad broke out the the old sled and I got to pull at the time four year old Arthur on my sled in the snow and We'll be doing that. I don't think Ariana, who's three weeks old, uh, three months, not even three months old, will be jumping in the snow. But obviously, be careful. We'll talk about a little bit of the snow at the end of the show. Um, The mask mandate, the mask mandate has been re-upped by your governor till uh, the mid-February. of According to uh, the research I have, there's not an exact date. It's just mid-February. I'm sure you're all thrilled to hear that we could all wear masks until basically for almost another month, and now they're on the news and they're on TV with these um, public service announcements. Cloth masks are no good anymore. It's got to be the big medical mask, the N95, the KN95. So I had the stuff here, the COVID, during Christmas, and by all accounts, all the doctors I've spoken to, Dr. Chrissy and Dr. Lawrence, my antibodies are probably through the roof, so I'm a little cavalier right now. I mean, I wear the mask where I'm supposed to, but not really And I'm doing the cloth mask because it's a lot more comfortable. And it has my law firm's name on it, Idala Bertuna, and Common. So it's like I'm walking around. It's like a little billboard. Um, In other breaking news, and this really is breaking news, 14 minutes ago, President Biden is sending troops to Eastern Europe soon as Ukraine turmoil intensifies. Well, there are a lot of other people who are a lot smarter about this than I am that you could listen to or research, but... I have no interest, but I'm not smart enough to talk about this, but I have no interest in American men and women dying regarding Ukraine um, and Eastern Europe. Uh, you know, th- th- it's just, we've lost so many people um, in the, you know, the Middle East, man, I see people, I mean American soldiers. Uh, I, don't, I don't, I'm not looking to lose any more in, in Ukraine. Um I do want to let you guys know that Kevin McCullough tonight has an awesome show and uh, you should definitely listen to it. He's going to have police commissioner Bill Bratton on, and I'm sure that is going to be must listen to radio. Uh, I've had uh, I've had Commissioner Bratton in my law office working with me on the. Um, uh, the Ramos Foundation, we, we shot a video together. He is the really ultimate gentleman and the a consummate statesman. And so is, is commissioner Kelly. The difference is commissioner Kelly's a little bit more of a New Yorker. Uh, and as you can hear from his accent, commissioner Bratton, uh, is from Massachusetts, but those two men, those two men, you know, you could put them right up there with the names, Giuliani and Bloomberg, those two names as bringing New York back. And let's hope, you know, we're going to add a couple of names to that. Um, to that list of men and now women who are going to bring New York back to uh, its shining days of glory because we definitely need that. I am going to harp on my topic that I touch on at least once a week. In today's Daily News, very handsome handlebar mustache man told me to take a look at this. On page 25, Friday, January 28th, the headline says, quote, We are feeding compulsive gamblers addictions. That's the headline in the op-ed page. And it's written by Bill Lee. And on the bottom right-hand corner, it says, Lee is the author of Born to Lose, Memoirs of a Compulsive Gambler. And I'm just going to read you one or two sentences. Um, He said that when he first read about Governor Hochul's uh, new rules and and, uh, the, the ability to put up four more casinos... Quote, my first thought was on the number of lives that will be destroyed. Interesting. Other, He, he then joined Gamblers and, Out, and he goes through his whole uh, history of gambling and all the problems he had and how it's in the, the uh, statistical manual of mental disorders, et cetera, et cetera. And. He talks about when he was in Gamblers Anonymous, some of the stories he heard, and, quote, other members and I commiserated about the loss of wages, rent money, mortgage payments, Christmas club savings accounts, children's bank accounts, cash advances from credit cards, bank loans that were secured by falsifying applications, a crime, and for some, money embezzled from employers. He then mentions how pit bosses can easily spot players with a gambling disorder, yet, Casinos often enable compulsive gamblers by offering large lines of credit that no financial institution would come close to approving. What's worse, they will often extend even more credit. And he ends it by saying, I've been in bars and seen bartenders cut off alcoholics, but in my 30 years of gambling in casinos, not once have I witnessed a pit boss advise or suggest to an obvious compulsive gambler to perhaps stop gambling. So I know this weekend when I was away, my buddies were like, oh, stop talking about gambling. Stop talking about gambling. You know, it's fine. It's okay. And I'm sure for a large, large amount of the population, I, I, I pray that for a large, large amount of pop, the population, it is fine and it is okay. But then you get somebody like Bill Lee and you have to compliment the guy for taking his time, effort, and energy to write a, uh, an article for The Daily News and uh, coming out and telling you know telling his personal story that he obviously clearly has written a book about. So you know, beware folks that uh, just keep your eye. That's all I'm saying. Let's be alert. Let's be aware of what's going on in your household, especially with the young ones. Um, but you know, but with everyone. Speaking of someone who wasn't aware and didn't know how to handle his money, Let's talk about Michael Avenatti, the man who rose from nowhere into a household name who was going to run for president of the United States of America. President. I, like, he's a personal injury lawyer, and, you know, he's going to now become the president of the United States. But, hey, who knows? I mean, Abraham Lincoln was a criminal defense attorney who became president of the United States. But I think he had a small step there in between in, in elected office. Um he cross examined Stormy Daniels for a little bit uh, yesterday and a lot of it today. And although there were no real specifics, all the accounts that came back were that um, she handled herself well. She seemed confident. Uh, he was really challenging her. Um... I just got a message from Noah Broadboss. Stop talking about gambling. All right, Noah. But you got it under control, brother. There are other people who are really hurting, man. They're really hurting. All right. Avenatti, um, he, you know, this was his day to cross-examine his client. As a lawyer, I will tell you, that has got to be so awkward. So awkward. I don't care what the relationship I had with my client was. It's just there's a special relationship between a, a an attorney and a client, and they had a very close relationship. I mean, she made him. Stormy Daniels made Michael Avenatti. He was—nobody heard that name until he came out. Now, to his credit— when asked why was he her lawyer, he said he was the only one brave enough to take my case against Donald Trump. So you got to give him some credit for being brave to take the case. But when you look at that case as a whole, he's clearly a very troubled guy. Should he be going to jail for the rest of his life for falsifying a document that said he should be paid? Probably not. But Michael Avenatti is a guy who needs a lot, a lot of help. Oh, speaking of that lenient help, I'm going to get a drink of tea and we'll be right back.
0: I'm Susan Lee, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stocks swinging from losses to gains and finishing higher for the day and closing out a volatile week in the green as markets digested another hot inflation reading and the prospect for interest rate increases from the Federal Reserve. The tech-heavy Nasdaq snapped a five-week losing streak and surged partly because of Apple's better-than-expected earnings. The Dow rising 565 points, the Nasdaq up 418, S&P 500 up 105. And a good day on Wall Street for Visa. Its shares popped 10% after the the payments giant delivered an earnings report that offered an upbeat view on the prospects for a continued rebound in travel spending. However, shares of construction and mining equipment company Caterpillar tumbled over 5%. The company's surging costs and a disappointing outlook on profit margins overshadowed a big quarterly earnings beat. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hilary Barsky. Invested in you.
2: Biden's massive spending plan has expanded America's money supply and taken money out of your pocket. But you can fight back against runaway inflation by sheltering your IRA or 401k with gold through Birch Gold Group. This is Stephen K. Bannon, and I'm proud to be a customer of Birch Gold. Join me. Birch Gold has created a free info kit on protecting your retirement with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Just text the words SHELTER to 989898. Text SHELTER to 989898 and learn how to shelter your IRA or 401k with gold. The Arthur Idalla Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. 70%
5: 70% of the Fortune 100 choose Zoom. With phone, chat, workspaces, apps, events, and video in a single platform, Zoom powers all your communications. Large enterprises, small businesses, and individuals use the secure Zoom platform to enable new ways of working, learning, hosting events, and supporting their customers. And now you can save 15% on meetings, chat, and phone with a Zoom United Bundle. Visit zoom.com bundle. Zoom. How the world connects.
2: No sleep too! We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Brooklyn!
3: Brooklyn! Yeah, baby, Brooklyn, that's where I'll be tonight, that's where I'll be this weekend. For the snow, um, I, my understanding is that a man who I respect, although... I respect in the courtroom and the courthouse, but sometimes when we walk out of the courthouse, we don't see eye to eye. But a guy who was fantastic behind the microphone and I enjoyed listening to was Ron Kuby, who is really a, a, a fantastic lawyer. Once he gets out and he starts talking about things other than the law, I don't know, man. that Things get a little, little wild. But he did do the same thing I'm doing, which is speaking in the microphone and running a law firm. And I was thinking... During one of my tiny bouts of exhaustion, I got to talk to Kubi about how he how he balanced things out. So, uh, Ron, don't be surprised if I give you a call, and I'm sure you're gonna love this story, Ron Kubi. Here's from Sean Penn, the interesting actor. Let's leave it at that who is married to Madonna. Cow- Here's the headline: Cowardly jeans lead men to wear skirts, and basically, what his premise is. I am in the club that believes that men in American culture have become wildly feminized. I don't think that being a brute or having insensitivity or disrespect for women is anything to do with masculinity or ever did. But I don't think that in order to be fair to women, we should become them. Well, I got to tell you, man, that (laughs) I'm, I'm down with you, Sean Penn. In other words, there is plenty of respect to be had. uh, uh, I mean, ultimate respect, you know how much I respect my mother, my wife, my sister, my law partners, the the judges, everyone around me that I respect who are women. Danita, my assistant, even uh, Joan, what's her theme song again? (laughs) Matt, what's her theme song? Come on, Matt. She drives me crazy. Exactly. Fine cannibal. But she's the one who's making it all work here. But, you know, you, you you still are allowed to, like, do push-ups in your office like myself and Judge Leventhal and occasionally Imran do, and you're still allowed to, like, be a guy and, like, have a couple of beers and, you know, maybe burp. Um, I, I, I forget what context he was uh, saying that in. And other interesting, but no, this is great news. Fan of the opera. Um, I should have had Matt cue up the song, but the the lead is Christine Dae. She's right from the beginning. Think of me, think of me only when... Yeah, okay, I'll leave that, I'll leave that for Christine Daae. But the first African-American woman is playing Christine, and by all accounts, she has an unbelievable voice. And I know it's a little rough, especially if there's a blizzard, but Broadway usually doesn't close, only in the most severe circumstances, like a massive pandemic, but it would be a great idea to sneak out if you can jump on the subway. The R train runs on the ground, so you could almost always use that and go see Phantom of the Opera. It is, still it's it's still Broadway week, so you could get a little bit of a discount. And that show is it's the it's there's a reason why it's been on Broadway forever. It is spectacular. Um, in making lemonade out of lemons, um, they erected a 160 pound statue of. Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, at the site where the helicopter crashed. It was It's like you have to walk, I think, 1.3 miles to the site from a, a road, so it's not right there, um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful... I mean, if you look at the picture of the statue, it'll bring tears to your eyes because it's a father and a daughter, and I am just learning about that bond, and it is a very unique bond. I have two sons, and I thought I knew what love was, until I fell in love with my daughter. And, you know, she's only two and a half weeks old and she's two and a half months old, but she's at that point now where she's actually looking in my eyes and smiling and it's just, it makes you melt. And Kobe and Gianna are wearing, um, Kobe and Gianna are wearing respective basketball, uh, basketball um, what am I saying, jerseys. And they're just, you know, he's looking down at her with his arm around her and she's looking up at him and it's it's definitely heartbreaking and by all accounts Kobe was a really good besides his athleticism he was a really good guy and for me a little extra bonus was you know he was he was a, Italian I mean he wasn't Italian but he he spent he grew up in in Rome he spoke perfect Italian and he was very generous with his time he was ge- very generous with his uh his finances and his energy and may he and his daughter—I I hope they're in a better place, creating a better place. Depending on who you want to give credit to, but I don't really care who we get credit to. Laguardia Airport, yes, named after amongst, if not the greatest mayor in New York City history, Fiorello Laguardia, the little flower. Laguardia Airport just had—I think it's a three billion dollar, three billion dollar kind of upgrade. It kind of took forever. I think Governor Hochul said we went from worst to best or something like that Um, because it was it was not LaGuardia. I think Biden called it like a third world country. It was like an airport from a third world country Um, and he uh, he wasn't there. But the people from uh, the, the mayor and the governor both had a joint ribbon cutting and think about think about. De Blasio and Cuomo doing that—that that ain't happening. And apparently, De Blasio, uh, Cuomo's people are out there saying, "Well, we, uh, you know, we got the funding for it, et cetera, et cetera, and so we should get the credit." But sorry, Governor Cuomo, right now you're not going to get credit for anything. Last week I gave you a drink suggestion, a cocktail suggestion from my father, and it was a Negroni. And in his description, he said he's—he he said, you know, you should use, or well, he uses. Uh, Beefeater gin. It's gin, vermouth, red vermouth, sweet vermouth, and Campari. He said the gin he uses was beefeater. And I retorted that I use Gordon's because the powerful taste of the Campari is so bitter. You don't really taste the gin that much, in my opinion. And I was in a bar very recently at a very well-established bar with a very cool bartender named Jamie. And I heard someone else order a Negroni, and I watched him make it. And sure enough, he made it with Gordon's gin. So there you go, Padre. Every once in a while, your son is not 100% wrong. The drink for the weekend. And I know my buddy Chris Hassan is all about this. And this was really the drink from, if you watch Mad Men, a a snowy weekend, a cold weekend. Padre Lou's libation suggestion is named after the borough where I am right now, where my office is, where I'm at most of the time. Although tonight I'm meeting a client at 9 o'clock in my Brooklyn office. It's the Manhattan. Take two parts rye or two parts bourbon, like Maker's Mark or uh, Woodford Reserve, although my father writes here he prefers the rye, one part Italian sweet vermouth, and a dash, just a dash, of orange bitters or uh, angostura bitters, which is a little bitter and a little spice with hints of clove and cinnamon, stir it all up put it in a nice cocktail glass, and then go find yourself a great maraschino cherry. And if you don't have a maraschino cherry, and if you go online, there's all different kinds of maraschino cherries, and some are getting really expensive. You can just put a little orange peel in there. And then you got to remember the Padre Lou, the three S's when you're having a cocktail. You got to sip it. You don't slug it. You don't shoot it. You savor it. You let the liquid roll around your tongue so that all of your taste buds can enjoy it. And then you swallow it and we do have a little fun fact the old Overholt rye is the oldest continually maintained brand of American whiskey and there's a secret now it's made in Kentucky using the same recipe as Jim beam rye so folks while you're uh, while you're you're enjoying the uh, the snow sit back and have a Manhattan what about the snow? You know what you got to do? Tell us, tell us, San What I do you got to do?
4: Bread of milk.
0: I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get the bread and milk. Oh milk. milk. I gotta get the bread and milk. milk. Oh my God! I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get. I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get the bread. They said snow. I gotta get the bread and milk. Oh my God! I gotta get the bread. I got to get the bread and
3: milk. I got to get the bread and milk. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I love Vic. Vic, that's an old bit that he does. And it's true. It's about getting the bread and milk. Uh, You know, it's going to snow. Obviously, enjoy the snow. Um, Be safe. If you're someone who should not be shoveling, open up the piggy bank. And when some little kid comes and says, I'll shovel your walk, Give them some some guilt, as we say in Sicily, and uh, have them shovel your walk for you. Or have your grandson, Nicholas, come and shovel the, the, the steps for you. Um, and look, it was it's been a tough week and next week's going to be a tough week. Uh, you know, I will be at the funeral for a police officer more. And I was thinking, you know, what could we do this weekend to make it a little a little better, a, a little, something a little positive? You know, even if you want to do something as simple as, you know, you have an egg crate. And you could take the eggs out and you could go to a little hardware store and you could just get some soil and you could get some seeds and just put it in your window and start growing some seedlings. Maybe it's a little early, but you could you could start experimenting to grow something new and and fresh and bring some new life. Or maybe you want to make a pot of chicken soup just with some, some fresh vegetables and some chicken stock and, a, and good Bell and Evans organic chicken and boil it up and make a little extra and put it in a Tupperware and knock on your neighbor's door. If you're friends with your neighbor or you're not friends with your neighbor or you don't know your neighbor and say, hey, I made some soup, I have some extra. Enjoy the snow and, and enjoy a little bit of the chicken soup because, folks, we're all in this together. I don't care if you're Ron Kuby with long hair or you're Arthur Idala with a bald head. You know, we're all humans first. And... uh to Detective Rivera's family and soon-to-be Detective Mora's family. We give you a big hug to our elected officials. I, Arthur Idala, support you to do the best that you can under these circumstances. And you're going to hear from a great official in a little while. Kevin McCullough's show is going to have Commissioner Bratton. Stay tuned. We love you all. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the snow. Bye.